Well, we knew that the softball team was in good shape, even with what happened on Saturday morning in Greenville, North Carolina. That was an 11-0 run rule loss to UCF. Georgina Corrick was definitely sick. She was under the weather. It's why she had to come out of Friday's game, get ready for those highlights. But before we get to that, we'll tell you they are indeed going to the Tallahassee Regional. FSU wins the ACC tournament in thrilling fashion, coming back in the finals on Saturday. They played that thing in Pittsburgh and gets the number two national seed. It is going to be a tall order. They'll probably have to beat Florida State twice. That's the thing about double elimination and being put up against a tough team, which you knew was going to be the case. Even if you beat them once, there's a decent chance you have to beat them twice, but at least they'll get their chance, and there's really no easy roll through the NCAA tournament. You look at, and we'll talk more about them on our conference show later on on Monday around the American, the UCF Knights rightfully are thrilled that they, for the first time, will be hosting a regional. They were, as the field was announced, from 1 to 16, and then within each regional, the four teams, so... They knew they were getting in, obviously, but was that 16th host going to be the Knights? And they went crazy, and rightfully so. But guess what? Even if they win a regional for the first time in school history, if you're the 16th seed, it means you match up with the one seed, Oklahoma, and you got to go through them and beat them twice just to get to the College World Series. So it is a tough road, but the Bulls are going to get a chance. And, oh, yeah, we mentioned Florida State. Got to beat Mississippi State first. That'll be the opponent for the Bulls on Friday night in Tallahassee, Mississippi State, a team that was just 10-14 and 14 in the SEC, but that included uh, plenty of impressive wins. And their overall record, they were well above 500. we We'll give you more on the Bulldogs, including details on their all-time home run hitter and the fact that they, in the SEC tournament, knocked off a higher seed LSU, and then they played Tennessee, one nothing, 13 innings. Mississippi State used three different players just to hang around. They gave up 11 hits while Ashley Rogers, the ace for the Volunteers, was throwing 161 pitches and going the full distance. But Mississippi State has had several of those low-scoring games this year. We could expect some serious drama this week. Boy, did we get it in Greenville. Again, we couldn't call Thursday's game because that was the travel day. And then it was the USF women going up against Wichita State in Friday's semifinals this was the game that the Bulls if they won I think they're going to make the NCAA tournament anyway but if they won it was a dead lock and they did but boy did they have to sweat it out we gave you all the astonishing home run numbers for the Shockers and looky here the Bulls were the team that hit most of the home runs in fact three of them oh that ball's hit pretty sharp to left field deep going back on it is over and it's out of here Desiree Maldonado loves her some Greenville. Home run for the Bulls. She had the big hit in the close game against Wichita State to untie the score late. We're in the third inning, but we'll still take it. And it's two to one. But these Wichita State Shocker fans are very good softball fans. Obviously, you travel with your team. Kansas to, oh, that ball is going to Kansas. That ball is ripped. Is it going to be foul or fair? It's fair. It's a home run. Wichita State points to foul ground. I'm kind of off to the side of that left field foul pole, but the only question was fair or foul, and it was ruled by the third base umpire to just sneak inside the pole. Makes it four to one. And she takes it the other way. That could get out of here. Left field, and it is a home run. Oppo power by Shishi. And it's five to one. 
her first home run of the season. And if I'd had her career stats, I would have been even more energetic because that was the first home run of her career. I knew that she had a very solid 2020 and her first year was good as well. She was hurt all last season, but didn't realize she had never hit a home run. Pretty good time for it. And it was pretty important because it turned out to be just enough cushion. Now, it wasn't just home runs. Alexis Johns started off the game with a triple and came around immediately on a Sheehan RBI ground out. Then a two-out RBI tying hit for Zoe Jones of Wichita State. Figured this might be a back-and-forth affair. But after Maldonado homered, it was Johns again. A single, a steal a second, a sack bunt, and then Alana Rivera brings her in with a sack fly RBI. You're needing to add to your lead against a team like that for certain. And when Sheehan hit the home run in the top of the fifth, it was 5-1. to one. Then come the Shockers back, and they get the first hit for Sidney McKinney, whose batting average against the rest of the country was 546, but she was 0 for against the Bulls. You knew it was going to happen at some point. She singled to put runners on first and second. Then Corrick walks Addison Barnard, of course, the nation's leading home run person, so you're okay with that. And then you take just allowing one run on a fielder's choice. She comes in and gets Zoe Jones to get out of the inning. And it's 5-2. You're thinking you're in good shape, but here comes the sixth inning. We knew at some point Lauren Mills was going to pinch hit because she had two grand slams the previous day. And that's when the game took a turn. Can't get a grand slam here. Going to guarantee it. There's a runner on first, and that's it. Pulls up three. One out in the bottom of the sixth. Ooh, just missed outside. Good spot, good eye by Mills. Who they call Lolo. Georgina Korik. She actually have a nickname? Ace pitcher, how's that? She delivers on two and two, and that ball is thrilled. That's probably out of here. It is. Takes it the other way. It was only going to be a matter of whether it maybe nailed the top of the wall. But I said you got to keep it outside to her. They did, and it didn't matter. It's a five to four game. And it was a concern, especially when Cassie Passwater's pinch hit double and that was it for Georgina Cork through more than 110 pitches. And here comes Antoinette Hill. Pitched just one inning in two years at Purdue. It started to get more valuable innings for the Bulls, but this was a different story. She gets a ground ball for the second out. Actually, Alana Rivera did well to get the lead runner at third base. But then Sidney McKinney singles, runners on first and second. And Addison Barnard, the nation's home run leader, keeps fouling off pitches on a full count. It was somewhat hair-raising. She gave up a two-run homer in this inning and was running out of steam clearly. So now it's up to Antoinette Hill to try and preserve this one-run lead. No longer a cushion. Here's the pitch. Grounded sharply to Maldonado at third. Makes the third cross in that! Gonna do the job, Antoinette Hill! Maldonado actually could have stepped on third base and gotten the force out, but either way, McKinney and Barnard spot in the order is navigated. And Wichita gets two runs in the inning, but the Bulls still have the lead. And, of course, we would have loved to get a few more runs or anything in the top of the seventh. That didn't happen. In the bottom of the seventh, you look at the box score, and it was a 1-2-3 inning. Well, there were some plays in that 1-2-3 inning made behind Antoinette Hill, but she was throwing strikes, and the Bulls were making catches, and a very exciting win was completed. One out, bottom of the seventh inning, Antoinette Hill, not Georgina Coricon, to try and finish this thing. Ball is chopped to right field, and Alexis Johns dives and makes an amazing hit first catch. 
Maybe the catch of the year. That ball looked like it was ducking in for sure. And Johns, who we know has amazing speed, if anybody was gonna have a chance of getting that, it was gonna be her, but it was not easy. Two outs, two and two pitch, here it is. Golf to left field, should stay up for life, still on the ball's win! What a job by Antoinette Hill! And the Bulls knock down the Shockers in somewhat shocking fashion. Without Georgina Korg finishing it off, the Bulls get just a pulsating victory here. And there indeed will be a war on I-4 in the American Athletic Conference Tournament Finals. What a performance by Antoinette Hill, her first career save. Unbelievable catch by Johns. There indeed was a war on I-4, but without Georgina Korik. I, like I said, won't give you many highlights of that one, but we'll give you what happened. The weather was moving things around. We thought Saturday was going to be the day where nothing got in. The initial forecast had some very interesting discussions being brought up on Twitter. Namely, it was going to be raining all morning in Greenville, and since both teams had to leave at 2.30 at the latest, they were just going to play as long as they could play, and if the field was drenched and unplayable, it's over. In that case, UCF would have been granted the automatic bid for the conference. People were saying, why don't they come back to Florida? And no, no. As I said, that game wasn't really that important for USF because win or lose, I don't think it changed where they're going to be in the tournament, namely Tallahassee. Guess what? They lost 11 to nothing, and they're in Tallahassee. Did probably behoove UCF to not lose, not so much as win, but not lose, to keep them on that regional hosting situation. So, yep, it happened for them. And with Georgina Cork actually in the starting lineup at first, last second change, as again, she was definitely under the weather. So Vivian Pun comes in. Now, Pun had thrown plenty of innings her first two years, more than 60, but only four this year. She become more of an offensive player. Well, this was just an effort to try and keep the Knights off balance, but it didn't work as they put up a four spot, helped out with some errors as the Bulls have been uncharacteristically shaky on defense in a couple games against the Knights this year. UCF has now won eight in a row against the Bulls to take the series lead. Like I said, just a couple highlights here. How about their two home runs? Because they were impressive and the second one was noteworthy. Shannon Doherty is the hitter, a 288 hitter with six homers and 33 RBI. It was her home run that Started the scoring in game two in Tampa. That ball's hit deep to right field. That could be another one, and it sails out of here. I mean, that was a blast. Three to nothing, UCF. Eight games during their 18-game winning streak were via the run roll. And that one is going to get them closer. That is a bomb. I mean, a bomb by Jada Cody. Yikes. Deep to left field. Tonight's second three-run homer of the day. And the error definitely proves costly. It's seven zip. In between those two innings, that was bottom first and bottom second, there was a chance for the Bulls. In the top half of the second, it came a Woodall as Josie Foreman singled. Then there was a shaky throw on a tapper to the pitcher Woodall. She throws it away. And then Epperson singles, so the bases were loaded, but she gets Jordan Cadlib to foul out. And then Desiree Maldonado, who's been great, grounds out. And that was really the only Bulls chance because once it became 7-0, it was, will the Knights be getting to a run rule situation? Actually, good job by Aaron Pepping, which was nice to see. Of course, she was pitching in her old stomping grounds. And she got the Knights off the board in the third inning. But then bottom of the fourth with UCF looking for that one run to get it to run rule situation. Got it on an RBI single. 
and then three unearned runs as just, again, an uncharacteristic error helped lead the way for a big inning for the Knights. But as I said, it really did not impact the Bulls in the committee's eyes as they had such a strong year this year that they had enough wins securely to get into the tournament. They'll be playing in Tallahassee against Mississippi State. We'll look more forward to the actual matchup later in the week. And I'm sitting here saying that, you know, we know they're going to Tallahassee, but here's audio of the team actually finding out because you never know until you see your name, and they saw their name pretty early in the selection show on Sunday night. What would be? Yeah! You know, since I'm going to be semi-embedded with the team in Tallahassee, I'm going to have to find out what yeep means exactly. But they were saying it, and as I put out on Twitter with the video of that, Georgina Corrick showed some serious ups. I mean, she shot into the air there at the Hall of Fame conference room at the Selman Athletic Center, almost hit the roof. It means a lot for her to get a last chance to pitch in the postseason and maybe take the Bulls beyond the regional stage. So let's hear from she, along with she, she, that's Megan Sheehan, and head coach Ken Erickson. I mean, that's huge for us. Um, at the end of the day, all we want to do is keep playing softball. Um, we've had a phenomenal season so far. Um, a lot of games, a lot of innings. Um, this is obviously my last year. I really want to go out with a bang. Um, it means the world to me that we get a chance to, to keep playing softball and I get to keep playing with the girls that always have my back, that mean the world to me and support me. Um, like family, they love me so much. And the only thing that went through my mind when our name flashed on that was, I can't wait to be back on the field with them. It's huge. I'm excited for this whole group of girls. I'm excited for all of our coaches. I'm especially excited for the young girls who this is their first time going to postseason. Um, I'm just excited again to be on the field with these girls and to continue our run and to just have some more fun. Yeah, those are the expectations. The expectations are to get to the postseason and um, we prepare for those type of competitions mentally and physically uh, August 25th every year and uh, glad to see it comes to fruition because it's a reward of hard work and uh, and a commitment. Mississippi State, good team, obviously, you know, and uh, Florida State, pretty good team coming off the national championship last year. And um, anytime that you have those two teams ahead of you, uh, I, I think it puts a little bit more focus in the week leading up to uh, the NCAA regionals. And we have to play flawless. Um, and we know that we have good pitching. We know we have good defense. And hopefully we'll have some timely hitting. Think you heard the raspiness in Cork's voice. Believe me, that was a big improvement from when I saw her after the game on Saturday morning.